0: Everybody, Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson, the host of this shindig, uh, which we also have on YouTube. You can go to youtube.com slash cbs sports. You're listening to this pick show on Friday. The YouTube gets posted on Thursday. So if you're itching to find out these locks, or maybe fades, depending on who you're looking at, Pete... <clears throat> uh perhaps you could check that out on youtube on thursday afternoon did you, could you go, also-
1: did you go see the doctor by the way this week or did the horseshoe pass on its own <laughs> <laughs> i was like
0: am i sick I yeah sick?
1: yeah the horseshoe you pa- I mean i think it's going to clink clink in the toilet at some point
0: i'm a little worried about this week too hot i don't like to get too hot i like to be a nice medium <laughs> rj that's a I humble like br- to that's hot. a humble brag is it not <laughs>
2: jesus christ oh my four, god
0: one and one last week in my best bets 23 12 and two on the season 66 percent. i'm trying to get to that magic pete number of 666 rj four and three last week 22 and 18 still a very robust 55 percent <laughs> pete told me During the show, don't pick eight games and go one and eight or one and seven, and you almost did two five and one. I'm surprised I had two
1: good ones in there after the total week I had. I was awful three and eleven against the spread.
0: Yeah, that's actually pretty good. You went three and eleven against the spread overall and got two wins. Why six six? six, By the way,
1: why is six 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 my number? Why are you saying that, Princeton? I don't get it. (laughs) It's a, it's a. uh, You know, I know what I know what it is, but by the way, I was looking. I just, it's funny you say that because I just before one of our guys, Jack, our producer, was wearing a hockey jersey, so I told him, I said. I always wanted a Buffalo Sabres jersey with Satan's name on the back of it because his name was <laughs> spelled Satan. <laughs> I still will get one one day. Is it true that Jack got the sleeves hemmed on his hockey jersey? Let me tell you something. You know, a hockey jersey is supposed to be big and baggy and loose and everything else. Oh, he's wearing Jack's tight? is like tapered. It's the worst a... look I've ever seen on a hockey jersey in my life. He's wearing a tapered hockey jersey around? I, I smell a Twitter poll. Should you ever taper your hockey jersey?
0: Or should you get your, should you get your uh, jersey altered by a tailor,
1: or is Satan on the back of Prisco's jersey appropriate? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <yeah>. Um, <laughs> Why
0: are my horns saw, growing right now? <laughs> Show the parlay, and I forgot to forgot to read it out while Pete We had a saying.
1: loser. It was a loser parlay. We had two or three. Oh, man, it
0: was. A, we it were was close. A good, it was trending right. Jag Saints under hit as a win. Cardinals Falcons overhit as a win. Both hit fairly easily, um, man. But the Jags Saints under never got close to hit to to scoring points. By the, points. By a, the way, successful.
1: Will, um, just before we get to the action, uh we were a little delayed today because RJ got a new haircut, broke the camera, <laughs> it wasn't working right. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> I got I got to that joke
2: four times to four different people, and I've laughed four He's times. He's tackled his ass off every time. And nobody <laughs> else is Everybody else has laughed.
1: Everybody else has laughed.
0: I got a haircut. You have no comments about my haircut? You did from last week. Yeah. It's does, shorter. Does he look like he got a haircut?
2: Um, yes. A trim, maybe. Yes, trim. I got a haircut. I mean, I'm not gonna get go cleaned with up. Time. You I'm can't not, go not, to not, you can't go to a Wilco concert by yourself if you don't have a haircut beforehand.
0: That's all right. I went to a concert by myself last night or on Wednesday night. That's weird. Lonely, lonely guy. Uh, no, my brother was going to go with me. He canceled. Wilco is like one of my. F- uh, like five favorite bands and i didn't want to miss them and uh so i was like you know what eff it hopped in my car went out there sat in the lawn drank a beer rode back nice easy night lonely guy what happened to that, all your friends from prep school no one would go it was a wednesday night my wife so he, even
2: thought it was- he gets so hot with these locks he's up there on a mountain by himself you know he's unbelievable victim of his own different. success
0: i'm out there in a different headspace just do it. Just thinking about, you know, getting locked in on these locks. Let's get to the games. You don't want to hear about my concert life. Uh, Patriots. Oh, we're starting with the Monday night game. How exciting. Patriots at the Jets. Patriots, another huge favorite. Nine and a half points down from 10, although I think there's some 10s hanging out there. Uh, this is a game where if you can find 10, I would recommend getting 10. Cause personally, I think that this might be a
1: chance for the Jets to do a little damage. And I think you agree, Pete. I do agree. Uh, I, the number is too high for me. The Jets aren't going to win the game, uh, no. but they will hang around in this game. I, I like what I saw last week from Darnold. Uh, the Patriots offense hasn't been great. Uh, I'm concerned about their offense. I do know that defense is outstanding, but I think you give me nine and a half points with the Jets at home. I'm taking the points. I, I think this is the play in this game.
2: Yeah. And you know that defense is going to be, be licking their chops to get a hold of a New England offense that hasn't really looked that well. Last game of the, between these two teams only got over because of those two garbage Pick. non-offensive touchdowns yeah. at the end of the game. I think there's a block punt was the other one. So that's why my best bet's also the under here under 42 and a half, uh, is what the number we got on Wednesday it's now Thursday and it's 44 so everybody disagrees with me and they're hammering the over but I would take the under at 44. That's good for you RJ. Pat, yeah Pats have only allowed uh, three offensive touchdowns this year and they've scored five non-offensive touchdowns themselves which kind of boosts up the point total that they have this year so um, they're number one in point score but they're just 11th in points per drive because the offense isn't living up to that because of all the non-offensive touchdowns um, the Jets offense finally found a spark you know with some big plays I don't think the Patriots are going to give them up with how great that defense has played historically great through, through the first part of the season so um, I'm going to to. to Go and hit the under. Jets defense is actually 11th in points per drive allowed, so they play pretty well as well. So I think it's going to be a low scoring game. I do like taking the points in that sense because lower scoring games with big lines, you're going to get the under the underdogs cover a lot of the time.
0: Yeah, yeah. I um, I also think, and I'm curious what you think here, Pete. Will I mean, like, I don't think Adam Gase is going to try and tell Sam Darnold to challenge down the field with Robbie Anderson or anything. I think they're going to. I think Jamison Crowder, Le'Veon Bell, special dink, dunk, dink, dunk, dink, dunk.
1: Yeah, because you have to, I think, in this situation. you got to get Bell more involved, and I think Bell will get more involved, and that leads to your under. Um, But I I just think that the Jets are the play here because their defense is going to be able to contain Brady in that offense, and you're right. You get 9.5 points in a defensive game, I'll take it. Okay. Uh, Jets are a best bet for me, too. I, I take it we so have a no. Parlay. Should we put it in a parlay? Because you like them, too, RJ. You just don't love them like we do.
2: Yeah, I don't love, you know, picking against the Patriots. You're not going to make money doing that. So, I, you know, I'm not taking the points my own. But if you want to put them in a parlay, I'm fine with that. Cause
0: I think Let's it's hold off this and see morning. what it looks like. we Okay. To the, All right. Yeah. But I don't want to throw it in um, until until we get there. <laughs> If I, if I I sneeze, it's okay. I I thought I was going to have to sneeze a second ago. I was freaking out the people in the control room there. I was like, like moving all around. Anyway, uh, Raiders at Packers, Packers minus four and a half over under 47. The Packers coming off a highly controversial Monday night game. The Raiders returning from London where they took down the Bears. Raiders like we're recording this on Thursday before the Chiefs Broncos game. So we don't know what's going to happen in that game, but hypothetically, uh, if the Broncos were to win. The Chiefs would be four and three, right? And the Raiders would be playing for first place in the division, which is sort of insane. Um, do you think they can do it, Pete? Can they win this game outright?
1: I don't think they're going to win the game. I don't think they'll win the game outright, but this one pains me because you guys know I'm all over the Packers this year. I just think they're so banged up at receiver. Uh, that's gonna limit what they do offensively. The Raiders defense has come alive. I think they're playing much better. I think Paul Gunther's doing a good job with that unit. I don't think the Packers are gonna run away from them. I know defensively, uh, you know, they're pretty good. The Packers on both, you know, getting after the quarterback, Zadaria Smith, Preston Smith. That's a little bit of a concern, but I think if you're gonna give me five and a half points in this game, I think the Packers def- I mean, the Raiders defense will enable them to stick around. I'll take the points.
2: Yeah, in the contest, it's four and a half. And as a, as, when it gets to four and a half in the market, if it does, Packers are a best bet for me there. Um, mm. I think they played pretty well in that Detroit game, aside from getting up those two big plays early. The Defense really shut it down. I do worry about not having the, uh, the receivers, but I don't think the Raiders defense is that good. And I think you can move it on them even if you have limited. They, they play receivers. better lately though. And, uh, well, they have played better, but you know, I just don't know that this is going to be. As easy a game, then they pull off a pair of upsets against the Indy team that was also dealing with a ton of injuries on both sides of the ball, not just on the offensive side of the ball. And then against the Chicago team with Chase Daniel at quarterback. And we thought Chase Daniel to Mitch Trubisky wasn't going to be that much of an impact. Well, it turns out that he didn't really look ready to play in that game. So um, up against Aaron Rodgers, whole different story. So... I'd give the Packers three and a half to four points for home field. Uh, We could talk about it maybe if you want to a little bit, Will. But um, I've adjusted a lot of my home field numbers down. I'm not adjusting the Packers down too much. They're still one of the best home fields in the game, so I'm giving them three and a half and I think they're better than a point than the Raiders. And uh yeah, when I looked at the data, it's like, it's crazy because the, uh, the road teams have been covering at about 61%, I believe this year, the underdogs just in general, I've been covering at a 61% this year. When you pair them together, the road underdogs been covering over 66% of the time. It's like 41 and 20. So it's just for the first six weeks, if you just blindly bet road underdogs, you'd be up 21 units at this point, You're making a killing. Um, that caused me to kind of look at maybe home field isn't as big a deal as it used to be. So I started, you know, looking into the data. Ended up engage, taking a lot of my numbers down for all these kind of marginal teams that don't have a specific home field you know is going to be good, like the Patriots and the Vikings. There were only two teams that since the start of 2018 were better than one game over 500 at home against the spread. Um, and, but besides those two, it was like the Bears who were just killing it against the spread last year in general. So um, I didn't really... I, I, I think we, the book's still out on them. Same with the Cowboys, book's still out on them. And then throughout the Dolphins, they had been doing great at home against to spread up until this year when they just stopped trying. So I think you can still count on the Patriots at home. Then you can still count on the Vikings at home. Aside from that, I'm starting to downgrade everyone.
1: When you talk about point differential at home, let's just throw a team out there. Uh, New Orleans, What do you? what's your point differential? Well, the interesting
2: thing about them is before the season, I looked into them, and they actually hadn't had as much of a differential at home as, a way that, as people thought. You know, they used to be a great home field team. Right. And this, and, you know, my weighted home field number takes into account 50% weight for last year, then 25% the year before, and it goes back five years, and you kind of decrease it. And their, their raw number, their home field was only worth about two points. When in the past, it's been three and a half, four. So I wasn't really leaning to them as a home field anyway. I think I was giving them two and a half. Now I'm only giving them two. And, uh, I think some of this is it compares home to away. So it's not necessarily the home field bad. It's just, our rating is overrating the home field and underrating the team on the road. So New Orleans had been playing better on the road the last few years because people just assume that when they look at him at home they have them at a talent level at a certain point and it's actually a lot closer because they're home and road splits. What
1: do you do with bad. the Chargers? The
2: Chargers still get a point for home field most cases and then you just have to kind of eyeball it. If you know it's a game like the Steelers game where there's tons of Steelers fans it so becomes a zero. You have to kind of take into account sure. like
0: maybe well, maybe like, that point comes off the plus board. Two. We're like you make this. You give the Steelers three points if they're playing in Los Angeles. <laughs> I mean, I mean that, that it's crazy. Hey, like the really Steelers like think, do that.
1: By the way, they did it in Mass in Los Angeles, but they've done that in a lot of other stadiums too. I, I I can actually remember a game I was in Texas Stadium years ago, and the Steelers fans outnumbered the Cowboys fans in that place. Wow.
0: Yeah, I mean I think the difference is with the Chargers. A like if you took an average NFL team and you put them in the Chargers Stadium. They would have a like if you. Did, they would have a great home field advantage because it's 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 like smaller than a. I mean, it's a soccer stadium, obviously, but it's like smaller than a college football arena. I mean, you felt like like those guys are running in. And you feel. I mean, you feel like you're getting swarmed by the terrible towels. Uh, RJ, do you um do you think that how would you handle it moving forward? Like from a broader perspective, like a, do you think that home field advantage will continue to be overvalued, and would you keep betting these short road dogs? It's like. I like Seattle this week and we'll get into that game in a second, but Baltimore fits the mold as plus three and a half on the road, a good team. Um, you know, how are you treating games that are a little bit closer for you moving forward?
2: Yeah, I wouldn't just assume three. Like you got the the Cardinals-Giants game. was a three-point line. You figure, oh, they're about even. Make the line three points because everybody assumes the right. line is three points. I would stop doing that. I I'd, I'd kind of assume the the line should be two and a half points if they're even, just in general. Um, what I rate every single stadium kind of uh, on its unique terms. So um, I would give two to some, one and a half to some, two and a half to some. It just kind of depends. Um, so that, that's kind of what goes into my ratings when I'm building what I think the numbers should be each week and kind of looking
1: at where the value is going to come from. You also have Pete. to look at the team. If the Dolphins played in the Saints stadium and and, and they had fans behind, they're going to be any better.
2: Yeah, and, and that kind of takes into account. But um, you're really just looking at neutralizing that home field advantage, and then you do all that right. when
0: your matchup right. when you're looking right. at. It. All right, Pete, you buy or sell the idea that home field advantage is dead?
1: No, I don't buy. I don't buy. It'll even out before the season's over. It matters. Traveling matters. Maybe this. anybody believe me. anybody who travels knows it matters. It matters. It wears on you. It, Your body is not the same. It might be different if you're playing good team against bad team on the road. Yeah, that evens out a little bit. But if it's good team against good team on the road, it matters. This is but literally. Also, what,
0: it's weird. Like I was Warren Sharp moved to Lauderdale.
1: He's yeah, travel. Where's <laughs> yeah? It was killing me.
2: Yeah, Warren Sharp looked in this. I think before this season. Maybe it was last season. But because it, home field has has. Reduced in a in a big sense, and started thinking about what the reasons why it might be possible. And he didn't have a lot of I, I think research to back up a ton of ton of the uh, the the reasoning behind what, why it could be. It was just throwing out ideas and maybe to looking into, into it uh, more in general. But one of the reasons is like travel, like travel for these guys isn't as big a deal as it was in the '70s and '80s and '90s. Oh, compared was, to then, so uh,
1: definitely not. Um, and also they they're, they're traveling smarter. They're going in earlier where they never used to do that, and they're spending time there and uh, East Coast West Coast trips. It's a lot different. And they're treating it like a business trip a lot. A lot yeah. of guys aren't going out anymore. Right. You know, it's right. just you go, you take care of
2: your business. You sometimes get away from distractions depending on how, how, what kind of team it is and what kind of locker room it is. At home, you might have a lot of distractions around you. You go on the road, a lot of those distractions right. vanish. So that reduces the number a little bit. I can't give you exact number, Howard. Like five hundredths of a point is what this is and this is, but the effect is there. I mean, we've seen road teams just covering last year, this year, and then you go back a couple years before that, I think home teams were slightly better. was basically 50-50, but it really seems like the road
0: team Starting to step it up and get their get their act together. Uh, I've got no best bet in this Raiders Packers game. I do lean the Raiders though. Kind of think it could turn into a shootout. Forty seven's a big number. Maybe the Packers defense stinks. Yeah, it, uh, I,
1: it might look. It might be that way. I would say yeah, but with the way the Packers are right now with the receiver position, I worry about that. Alan Lazard can't run. Uh, Kumaro can't run. They're not fast. I think that's a problem against this week. So I, I, I like the Raiders in the game.
0: All right. Uh, 49ers minus nine and a half at the Washington Redskins in the Kyle Shanahan revenge game. I love the under in this spot really the only thing I'm worried about is that Kyle Shanahan will run the run the ball or run the score up excuse me against his old employer he was asked about it this week and he said he was like what did you like about coaching in Washington he said my dad I said what else did you like not much Uh, um, Well, that was a different
1: Kyle Shanahan, too. He was obnoxious himself back in those days, uh, talking to people who knew him on that staff. He wasn't exactly a warm and fuzzy guy either, so he can blame Washington people all he wants. He was part of the problem, and and I like Kyle because I think Kyle right now is one of the best coaches in the league, and he's matured and grown as a person, but back then he was uh, spoiled, Kyle Shanahan. Let's put it that way. Um used to yell at his dad on the sidelines and not so many uh nice words. So he's changed. He's grown up. So, Kyle, you were part of the problem, too, dude. Don't fool yourself.
0: Kyle, no doubt listening to this podcast. Oh, well, I'm he sure. probably
1: – somebody will give it to him.
2: I'm sure. Um, he's trying to see if anybody has the the cojones to take the Redskins here.
1: I I do. I'm taking the Redskins. You, you know what this is? This is – I'm a sucker – Two, because last week I was the Dolphins, and you guys mocked me for that pick. You mocked me, and I took it. And granted, if Fitzpatrick doesn't come off yeah, the bench. I was going to say, you, you, you Fitzpatrick you, would come in? How, but you get a lot of games like that, RJ. Oh, and I, yeah, you do. And so I took Fitzpatrick when he came off the bench. I didn't know he was going to play, but he did. I got the win. I'm taking the Redskins here. Look, I love the 49ers defense. I think it's fantastic. I love that front. Uh, I just think on the road after a big game, coming off that big game against the Rams, I think it shows up here. They'll win the game, but it's going to be under the number.
2: I don't think it's a letdown spot. Washington lost four straight by double digits before going and beating the worst team in history for, by a lot of metrics by 1 point. I mean, that's not something you hang your hat on. San Francisco one of the best teams in the league. I don't see why they wouldn't also win by double digits against a bad team that doesn't have a good home field advantage. Their defense is near the top of the league in most categories, most, uh, most particularly number 1 in the pass rush. They're going to eat up that offensive line. I don't know They how played well. a lot of bad offensive lines already. And this is another And they one. got
0: another one coming. Yeah, and this isn't lost. a good one,
1: but but they played a lot so of bad ones.
2: The Rams offensive. Yeah. Line line had actually been good in adjusted sack rate and not, not giving up sacks. And then they ate their line. They weren't. So, they're not a good line. So it turns out you're right. They're not a good line. This Washington line is much worse. So uh, I don't have any confidence that Washington is going to score a lot of points. They're 29th in points per drive on offense. Anyway, 28th on defense. They basically have one weapon. So, I mean, you got scheme to take away Terry McLaurin and, and then you've shut down their offense. Um, so public loves the 49ers in this matchup. That's why I'm not going to make the 49ers a best bet because you don't want to just be going in on the side that all the public loves. Um, and I think it was like 79% last time I looked. So I'm just going to lean to the Niners at 9.5. Uh, at 10, it's probably a stay away. And if the, the public number comes down and people start backing the Redskins, I might jump on it. Plus, you can only get up so many
1: times in this league in a row. And they got up for the Monday Nighter. They got up for the Rams. And now I just think they're going to be flat. I think it's going to be a flat game. I'll take the points. I don't love the Redskins in, to win the game, but I think covering that number they'll cover.
0: Yeah. Um I mean, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, look, the Redskins played the Patriots at home, and they got their crap kicked, and they they hung around. The 49ers like,
1: aren't as good as the Patriots. Stop it. The 49ers' defense is just as good? Mm, uh, no, it's not.
0: It's got a better pass rush. Yes. They can cover in the back end. Tart Sherman are playing really well.
1: They're not as good.
0: Will. Okay. I, okay. Um, feels like uh 81% of the bets are on the 49ers, 73% of the money. So that's not what you like to see. Lines come back down. So look, I there's a some red flags here. I'm with Pete. It's a, a if it was if there weren't the Kyle shannon revenge angle, I would say it's a uh I would say it's a letdown spot. But I feel like he's gonna go in there and be like this one's for dad and blow him out of the water. <laughs> uh, there's no way I can take the Redskins in here in my picks leagues. I'll be going oh I have the under as a best bet. Um. Do you like anybody agree or disagree with that? I I tend to think this is a low scoring game. Washington seven points max, twenty one seven, similar to what they did to the uh to the, yeah. The Rams.
2: Like, like I said, I don't think the the Washington scoring much because you just got to shut down one guy and nothing else really scares me about them. So yeah, I don't I don't think I'd probably 49ers lean to the I'd probably lean to point, the under, so.
1: which is why I'm taking the nine and a half. Yeah, I'd lean to the under. So there's a throw that's it path. in, throw it in. Under. You want to take the under? Is Our first parlay. Yep. Yep. Okay, all right, good. I can
0: ruin the parlay with one bad pick out of the gate. <laughs> uh Rams minus three at the Falcons, over under 54.5, a, a number that actually ticked up half a point after the Jalen Ramsey trade, for whatever that's worth. Maybe it was just market movement independent of that. Uh Pete, by the way, I haven't heard your thoughts on the Jalen Ramsey trade. What would you think?
1: They got tired of him in the locker room. It finally came to a head. Uh, here's what happened. They were going to keep him. Shad Khan wanted to keep him. He didn't want to have the situation where – Players were dictating where they go and what they can do. And the players were 50-50 split on him three weeks ago. Then it was 70-30. Last week, they turned on him. They were tired of it. You saw that Marcel Darius was joking around about his bad back and everything. So once that happened, that was it. He was gone. And they made a deal. They got a great offer, and they decided to let him go. And, and I can't fault him for that because he was becoming a problem. He, From what I was told, Ramsey and Boye were not talking for, for an incident that happened at some point where Ramsey and Boye, he mocked them in, in front of his teammates or something. And, and and I don't know the specifics of it, but that's a bad look. And there's a lot of bad situation going on. And, you know, players, if you're not playing and they're playing and they think you're faking it, they're not, they're going to turn on you in an instant. I'm working. You're not. That's a problem.
2: Especially when you're losing close games. They, yeah. They were right in it with the Saints. And then, you know, they mm. lose 13. And the and Panthers. Late, late touchdown. And the Panthers somewhere, yeah. So it's just like, you're costing us games, dude. Like, why why do we have to put up with you? If you're not only not helping us win games, you're costing us
1: games because of your absence. And and Boye's played better since he's been gone. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hayden's playing outstanding as a nickel corner. And and Herndon, after the first week, has been much better. So I understand why you want to keep him. He's a premier cornerback. But I'm also revisiting a little of my theory on the cornerback position. It used to be if you had that elite corner, you put him on a receiver, you shut him down. But the two and three receivers now with the way the game is played, you look around when the number one receiver, look at what Phil, Will Fuller did a couple weeks ago when they shut down Hopkins. It's such a spread game now that maybe the value of that one great corner isn't nearly what it used to be. Even though you can still run combo coverages on the other side, I just think I'd rather have the pass rusher. They got more than what the uh, Bears, what the Raiders got for Khalil Mack, right? Mm-hmm. So there's, something doesn't jive there. That was a good deal for the Jaguars. They made a smart move. And then, yeah. by the way, the Rams in two years might be it. Might be a bad team. They have a lot of issues. Rams they, for the next five years might right, be a bad team. They don't right. have any. What I'm saying because they have the 2021 first round pick. So next year they might be a bad team. They have issues. Mm-hmm. Whitworth will probably retire. The rest of the line isn't any good. What do they do with Dante Fowler? They can't really pay him. I mean, do they have issues on the down players on the defensive line.
2: And they're gonna have to pay Ramsey. I want you pay Ramsey. I mean, yeah. you're starting to run out of who you can Correct. pay because you're Correct. paid golf. You're already paid girls. But I will
1: say this: the the Rams want to play more man, and because they were lowest in the league. And from what I was told, they were scared to play man when Tlaib was in there cuz he can't run anymore mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. And so now they'll play more man with uh, with Ramsey.
0: For, for what it's worth, the Rams if they beat the Seahawks on that Thursday night game and they should have. If that kick goes in, they win that game. They're 4 and 2 and they got the Bing, or they got the Falcons and the Bengals coming up. Um I I like the Falcons in the spot. I know that we talk about road teams winning, uh but the Rams just the Falcons have to be the most desperate team in football right now. I I like the
1: Falcons. I like the Falcons in this game as well. I really like the over in this game. I I think it's going to soar past past this total. I think both defenses have major issues. You know, just because you get Ramsey doesn't solve it. Matt Ryan's playing good football. He's putting up big points and and big yardage numbers, and I think he's going to do that here. My lean is to the over, uh, but I also like the Falcons in the game. I don't mind leaning to the over as
2: well. Uh, If I'm doing the spread, I'm laying it with the Rams. Uh, the Rams are six and one straight up and five and two against the spread at, at 1 p.m. under McVay. Their only loss was against a great Minnesota defense. The Falcons' defense does not qualify as a great defense at all. Thirty-second in points per drive allowed. Thirty-first in net yards per pass attempt. Uh, what they do have is a good pass offense, like you said with Matt Ryan. Uh Rams just made a big trade to help there, but who knows if he hits the ground running um in, in there. And I think the Rams look like trash against San Francisco. But they did have 885 passing yards in their previous two games combined against two teams that are solid, at least the Bucks and, and the Seahawks. So I think the Rams are going to have to come out and kind of like man up after getting embarrassed by San Fran and they're going to try to put as many points Can he throw 120 possible. passes combined in those two games? Though? Something crazy, <laughs> but yeah. So I think the Rams have to limit turnovers on offense, that's good because Atlanta only has one takeaway in their last four games combined Atlanta doesn't have the defensive line to exploit the Rams' weakness like the San Fran did so they're 32nd in sack rate. worst team in the league in sack rate. so I do think the Rams can cover here, I do like the over as well
0: Let's throw the over in the parlay then, cause I love the over. Um, I, I, actually, I mean, I took the over at 54, I think before it moved up. Um, and, uh, you know what? I would even take the two team totals. I have no problem with the Rams. The, the Falcons team total over is covered in every single one of their opponent's games. I mean, you can just score on the Falcons. They're a bad defense. I know they'll be motivated here. I like them because they're desperate. They're at home. They have to show something to prevent their coach from being fired during the bye week, but I don't know that physically there's anything they can do to really slow down the Rams. I don't think
1: he's going to fire them. I don't think he's gonna fire no, him. Not.
2: But that desperation angle didn't that play, apply last week. I mean, they've been terrible. I know. And they got to come in at home, right? They're at home. No, yeah. or is it at yeah, Arizona? No. Oh, last week. Last week was at Arizona. At Arizona. Yeah. 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 So
0: they're still desperate there. I mean, bad but you have team. two desperate teams here. <laughs> Both yeah. desperate. Yeah. Yeah, Rams, yeah, the Rams yeah, Rams are desperate basketball. too. Yeah. Sure. Right. I mean, the Rams are looking at like the Seahawks should win this game because they're favored. Other more of a toss up and we'll get to that in a minute, but like the Niners are, they expect the Niners to win and to be six and oh, and they can't fall to three and four after giving away their first round pick next year. Uh, Cardinals at the, so let's throw that over in the parlay. Uh, Cardinals at the Giants, Giants minus three, the Giants, New York football Giants, only one game out of first place in the uh, NFCs, by the way, over under 50 and a half Pete. We both love the over in this
1: game. Yeah, I I don't that number looks scares me a little bit though, Will. I look at it at 50 and a half. It's, I think it should be a little higher than what it is, so it scares me much like the Cowboys line did last week. It scared me all week. Uh and I was stupid enough not to get scared enough to switch it to the Jets, but it, this one scares me cuz 50 and a half seems low for these two teams. I do think this is going to go over. Uh the Cardinals are playing good offense. I mean, they, they everybody criticized Kingsbury, they criticized Murray and They are playing much better, and I think they have some things figured out. I think this one goes over the total.
2: I, I, kinda like the over two. My best bet's the Cardinals plus three. Giants don't have a good home field advantage, going back to the home field advantage argument. It's certainly not worth three. It's probably worth two now, maybe one and a half. Are they clearly better than Arizona? I don't think so. You know, Carol, like you said, Cardinals have been playing better. Coller's winning games with his legs like he did against Cincinnati, winning games with his arm like he did against Atlanta. Uh, it's a healthier Giants offense, should be able to score on a bad Arizona D, so I do like the over. The one thing is Patrick Peterson's right coming back. You know, correct. His, his six game suspension is over, so you put him on a receiver, kinda might shut him down. You know he's gonna be ready to play in this game. Um, um, so that might be a reason why it's a tiny bit lower than you would think. But, you know, Giants gotten gashed by the run. Arizona's fifth in yards per carry. I think the biggest reason to go Arizona, the Giants offense, has the worst turnover rate in the league. The Cardinals have been second best. They've really been protecting the ball. Surprising with how bad that offense played last year. They know how to protect the ball now. So uh, if they're winning the turnover battle, I think they're they're winning this game. So.
0: Uh, I like the Cardinals in this spot, too. It's not a uh, not a best bet. Uh, duh, ooh. One thing worth noting. It does appear as if Sunday could feature rain. Right.
1: That would put a damper on the over under. As long as it's not windy, windy, it's okay.
0: Yeah, maybe
1: wind five miles an hour. Yeah, Murray okay. with the small guy yeah, with the, the small hands, hands dropping the ball, yeah, he put it under his arm and run. That's what he does anyways.
0: He's been running a lot lately. He's looked awesome lately.
1: Though it's, it's funny though, piece. how many forty step forty step drops he takes in a game. It's unreal. Mm-hmm. His drops are deeper than anybody in the league. And and it works. Back there to see over the line. I know. They're deep. They really are. I mean, Russell Wilson takes deep drops at times, too. But th- this kid takes really deep drops. How many step drops this- would you take if you were playing quarterback? Beat? I'd take 20. Probably. 20. <laughs> this game is not getting nearly
0: enough play considering it's the number one versus number six overall pick. I know that the teams aren't great, but, like, I don't know. It feels, I mean, it feels like this should be getting more, more Yeah. Hype Cause I two think. weeks
1: ago, everybody would take a Daniel Jones and now in the last two weeks, everybody would go back to taking Murray. It's, it's funny, but this is, it is a big game for those two for sure.
0: For sure. Um, okay. Let's talk. So we're not going to include that over in the parlay then?
1: I would be fine with it. Yeah. Me too. That, yeah. I'm in. All right. Let's throw it in. Okay. Yeah. Throw it in.
0: Uh, and then let's get to. Two more games and we'll get you out of here, Pete. Ravens at Seahawks, Seahawks minus three. I've referenced this game like 12 times for some reason. Uh, the over under 49 and a half Russell Wilson versus Lamar Jackson. Pretty good quarterback matchup here as well. Pete, I want to give you credit for, um, admitting that Russell is the MVP.
1: He is the MVP right now. And I have a vote and if uh, I would give him my vote right now, he would be the MVP. There's no question in my mind, he is the guy. Look at those numbers. 14 and zero. Uh, he's carrying this team right now, and they're not the same team they used to be. And I'm I'm almost scared to think what his numbers would be if they allowed him to be even more of a passer and an up-tempo guy. So he is the MVP. I do think Lamar Jackson's been playing good at times, and I think he'll go in there. I mean, he's running too much. He's got to stop running as much as he did. I know it's a weapon. But these two teams aren't great on defense anymore. We used to think Seattle and and Baltimore, oh, my God, it's going to be a low-scoring game. This one's going over the total. You're not buying Marcus Peters? No, this is no. going over the total. Absolutely no. He's the no, absolutely not. This is going way over. I love the over in this game.
2: Yeah, the 14-0 pizza at 14 touchdowns, 0 interceptions for Russell just his his normal brilliant self except even more so, completing 72.5% of his passes as well. Uh Seattle does run too much considering the team's number 1 in pass DVOA. We you know, I throw out those efficiency stats and you get on my case, but number 1 in pass DVOA. No, that one your eyes back that one Why aren't up? you passing more? If I agree. Third in net yards per pass attempt. I don't think Peters is the missing piece to fix Baltimore's defense as well, especially against a quarterback who doesn't throw picks like Russell. Um, the, r- people think the Ravens look great. That's why this line's three. You know, it's, it's why it's so low. My lean would be to the Seahawks because even Me though too. Ravens are four and two, even though they're first in points per drive, back to back great games from the defense, team is 0 and five against the spread after blowing out Miami. They just don't know how to cover their numbers. Um, now depending on when you bet, bet it against the Chiefs and Steelers, you might have got to cover there, but if you bet it at the right time. Um, but that schedule they played, and you're talking about Miami, Arizona. Kansas City Cleveland Pittsburgh Cincinnati there's not really good teams there and they're not covering those games so I like Seattle I think they are a good team I think they're better than than uh, the Ravens and they are one of the teams that you should still respect their home field because they get crazy up there in Seattle so they'll show up for this game the only reason I wouldn't make it a best bet is because Harbaugh's a great coach he might have some some you know kitchen sink stuff for this game and uh, I wouldn't necessarily trust it not to land
1: on. I love the over as a best bet but Seattle. I like Seattle as well too um I like both Seattle
0: and the over in the spot. I don't think I made Seattle as one of my best bets. It looks like the weather's going to be – there's 10 miles an hour rain, 60% chance – or t- 10 miles an hour of rain. 10 miles an hour of wind and 60% chance of rain on Sunday at Century Jeez, In
1: Seattle, it's going
0: to rain? Brinson, who knew? Did you know that if you Google uh, Seattle weather, the first thing that pops up is, does it rain all the time yeah Seattle? Oh, <laughs> my God. I, I just, it hadn't occurred to me, probably because it's been so effing hot here – in North Carolina and for until like the last week that weather is start, going to start to be a factor in these football games. So that might be some that might be a reason why some of these lines
1: aren't quite as high. Maybe. Yeah, it's a little early for the weather. It's not I mean, you're going to get rain, cooler. I mean, rain. <laughs> rain. <laughs> you're, uh, reach, you're reaching, Willie boy.
0: Saints Bears. Actually, you know what? Do you have anything you like in the be- in best bet category on the Saints Bears Pete?
1: No, but I I I know what you guys are leaning. And I'm with that. So yeah, I, I mean, uh, you know what? Throw it in. I'll take the Saints too. I love the Saints too.
0: All right. Well, let's just talk about the game then. I like I like the Saints again. I mentioned it last week. They they're covering machines in October. I know that's random. Whatever. I just think they start to get things going. Teddy Bridgewater is playing really well. He's playing some good football. He's making some big boy throws. Alvin Kamara did not practice on Thursday. That is a concern. Um, I don't think though that they're. I like I like this under a lot too. Uh, I liked it when it opened up at 40 and a half. I don't know if I'd take it at 38. Um, I just think if you're going to give me points with the Saints and Sean Payton and how well their defense is playing against either Mitchell Trubisky or Chase Daniel, and with the ability to run the ball effectively, no Kyle Long, no Akeem Hicks for missing, you got some big pieces missing for the Bears. I like the Saints catching the points here.
1: I do too, and I know you do.
2: Yeah, Kamara isn't a guy that moves the line. He's a great running back, but running backs generally don't move the line. You're not gonna gonna move a line off that. So that I don't think that comes into play as why it's Saints plus three. I, I don't get it at all. I think when you make the line Saints plus three, you're saying the Bears are a better team. Do, who thinks that? You know, the Saints are five and one, winning games with Teddy Bridgewater, winning defensive battles. When he needs to, he'll go off against Tampa Bay. You know, he he. It's not like he. I was dogging him him the first couple of weeks because it was all very short passes. It was all no, no risk stuff. But they were winning games and. And then he turned it on. So, I mean, I'm not really uh, dogging him anymore. I think he he's, he looks like a starter in this league to me at this point. I think the best unit in this game is the Bears defense and New Orleans offense could be hit or miss, but like I said, Teddy's playing better, so I do trust him. But Chicago offense, even with Trubisky back, is the worst unit in this league by far. I mean, who who believes that Trubisky's a good quarterback at this point? He's not going to come in and fix this offense based on what we saw before that. Um, they've had no 300-yard games total yet, not just 300 passing yards. no 300-yard games on offense yet at all. Um, the one time they scored a lot of points, they turned the ball, they got Five turnovers, and I don't think Saints are going to do that based on how Teddy's been playing. So, uh, New Orleans has a third best turnover rate on offense. New Orleans has held three straight solid offenses under 260 yards. Like I said, the Bears don't get that many yards. So, if the Bears aren't getting yards. They're not getting points. Saints are going to win this game.
0: All right. Let's throw the Saints in the parlay then. Uh, here is the. So, what do we got? Six. A four, what do
1: we got? A four team parlay? Oh, well, here's, here's my you best, your best bet. bet. There we go. We got the Jets. I got bad teams. Jets plus nine and a half, Redskins plus nine and a half, Raiders plus four and a half. Falcons plus three. I love the over in uh three games, Atlanta, LA, Arizona, and New York, um, Baltimore, Seattle, and I l- love the Saints as well. So I look, I gotta start picking games. I gotta get back into the race here.
0: Look, if we're games. being honest, I is, like how those... many games
1: is it? Two, four, six, eight,
0: eight, no, baby. <laughs> I like all those I like all those uh I like all those picks. I like I like what you got there, Oh, baby. God, you're kiss as hot
1: as you've been, you're due to go rotten, so I don't want you liking my picks
0: uh you're due to before.
1: go rotten it's just a, it all evens out you're going rotten just you know the one
2: it, he has been due to return but the one thing that saves him every week is you saying he's due to go rotten and
1: then <laughs> the universe gives him is oh I'll, we'll show Pete like another that. seven and three maybe so maybe because I, I had like satan a, on the back of my jersey
0: i had like a five and eleven week in week two or three so yeah um oh yeah so we have four games in our parlay we had mentioned the Jets. Did we talk about the Jets or the Jets under? What, which one were we talking Jets about? Under. Jets under. Do you want to throw that in there too? Five-game parlay or do you just want to go four?
2: I, I, I think, he, yeah. He I think doesn't I like gave... the Jets. Yeah, I think I was like, yeah, if you want to do that. Yeah, I wasn't that high on the Jets.
0: So make I it a four. Make it four. All right, here's a four-team parlay then. Redskins under 41.5. This is the pick six. Uh, what was the other name for it? Uh, double D- D- do- D&D. D&D. D&D pick six parlay. Pick six podcast parlay. Redskins under 41 and a half Rams over 54 and a half Cardinals over 50 and a half saints plus three and a half. And with the, that,
1: the best bet of the entire week is you will be under 500. Cause I just put the whammy on you. And that, <laughs> man, I hate the whammy. You sent some, you sent some
0: people into some spirals with the whammy. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, we'll get you out of here on that. Take a break. Pete will disappear, and RJ and I will wrap up the rest of the week. Talk to you next week, Pete. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. He has departed us. One of these days, I'm going to joke about that, and he's actually going to die, and I'm going to feel that joke. That's it. RJ White and I still here. I don't know why it's like a reset for me and my brain, but it is. Reminder to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you do that. If you leave a five-star and ask a question on your review, you got to write out the question. Maybe it's about like a gambling strategy or a DFS strategy or whatever it is, we will answer it on the show. Or if you have a pick, like if you have a game next week that you're at, you want, want us to give you insight about, look ahead on the schedule, plug in on the review, we'll uh, we'll dive into it um, when we get through these picks. Also, check out our Facebook page, I'll be on there Thursday night, Facebook, it's, a, it's like a closed Facebook group, you can join and just ask whatever you want, I'll be on there Thursday night, I answer literally, I go start at the bottom where, where I last left off, rip through like 60 questions, and I'll do the same thing on Sunday. John Breach actually did an AMA, ask John Breach anything earlier uh on Thursday on gambling. And he does picks every week and I'm sure that they're great and he knows what he's talking about. So you should definitely listen to him. All right, RJ, moving along through the games. I got lost on the, the rundown. Sorry. Debo reorganized it because is the best. Eagles at Cowboys. Cowboys minus two and a half. This is a Sunday night game over under 49. Uh one of my best bets here. I'm starting to get a little nervous about it, but it's one of those uh road dogs, the uh, short road dogs. I like the Eagles in this spot. I think Dallas's defense is trash. I think the Eagles will be able to run the ball with Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders against them. And if for some reason Tyron Smith and Amari Cooper don't play, I really like the Eagles. Tyron Smith trending back at practice, I believe on Thursday. I still think that the Eagles can get after the Cowboys. They like to run the ball. The way that they play the the way they play the game, establishing the run, um Plays right at the Eagles' hands. And so I think you're going to see more of, quote-unquote, Jason Garrett's fingerprints on this offense. I like Philly to win the game outright.
2: Yeah, if you can get a three, uh, I don't know where it's going to be. Obviously, when people are listening to this on Friday – but if you can get it at three, I would take the Eagles, too. I would have had it as a best bet for the contest. It, op- it opened at two and a half for the contest. Um, that's just a lean in me. I might still go with them in the contest. I'm not sure. They lost two close games to Dallas last year. You know they've been waiting for this game. They've had it circled. This is their revenge spot. Um, the offense for Philly actually played well in Minnesota despite that loss. They got way down early, gave up some big plays on the defensive side, and the offense was able to rally back. And I think that game was four points at one point before Minnesota pulled away. Mm-hmm. Um, Dallas offense severely beat up. You know, you said Teron Ter- Smith is practicing. He's... He's really the key to that offense, oddly enough, as a left tackle because whenever he's out, they just go in the tank offensively. Um, I'm not sure that they could take advantage of Philly's secondary if they're missing guys like Cooper and if the line isn't whole and they can't get protection for uh, for Dak. Um, I don't expect Zeke to have a big day against that elite rush defense like you were talking about. I think Philly's offense can have success against Dallas like you do because it, Dallas defense is 25th in DVOA. Um, depending on the Friday injury reports, even at 2.5, I might make it a best bet. Like I said, I might put it in the contest. But for now, I'm just going with it as a lean for the Eagles.
0: Okay. Um, Texans, Colts. Colts minus one over under 47 and a half. Colts coming off a bye. Texans coming off a huge win in Kansas City. I'm a little surprised they're not favored here. Holsa also coming
2: off a big win at Kansas City. You know, both of them just beat the, oh, the sure, Chiefs. Oh, so. sure. Good point good So point. Uh, yeah. I was more impressed with Houston in those two games, though. Houston outgained Kansas City 472 yards to so 309 yards. They won the first down battle. They had 35 first downs to the Chiefs' 20. Indy, those numbers weren't quite as good. Three thirty-one to three twenty-four, basically even in the yardage battle, and then seven more first downs to them. I think teams try to beat Houston with the run. Um, They've had the fourth most carries against so far in 29th and pass attempts. Um, but Houston hasn't allowed a 100-yard rush in four games. The teams just keep running on Houston, and they just keep giving up a little bit, but not not a lot. Um, they're 11th in rush DVOA, um, so if the Colts try that, I'm not sure they have as much success. Indy's defense has struggled this year. We'll see how healthy it is coming out of the bye when the injury reports come out Friday. But I don't think they can handle a well-rounded Houston offense that that ranks well, both in rushing and passing. So if you're still missing a few key players on the Indy side, I would lean to the Texans plus plus one we'll look at the injury reports on friday
0: okay um i would uh I'll, i will take the colts in this game because I, I just think i'll take uh frank wright with two weeks to prepare in a huge game in the division everyone's going to be on the, the texans here because of that win so i will personally take uh the uh the colts here but i don't um i don't think it's a best bet chargers at titans uh-oh little head-to-head action gotcha i, think mm. I, got you in the I can't believe box. you're taking the titans I can't believe I'm taking the Titans either. Chargers and the Titans, Titans minus two and a half. Over-unders, 39 and a half. This game sucks. You don't want to watch this game. Don't watch this game. They stink. The Chargers stink. The Titans stink. They're both terrible football teams. Chargers have seven points in the last eight quarters. That is pathetic, but not quite as pathetic as the pathetic clown show that is the Los Angeles Chargers. They are a joke. They are terrible. They have no protection for Philip Rivers. I know Russell Okung is coming back. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be 100% or, you know, great football shape to return. And their defense can't stop anybody. If you take out the, um, you take out the Dolphins game, like the, like the last two weeks, they've been giving up like five yards of carry, right? And, uh, I think that this is a game where Derrick Henry runs wild and then the pass rushers pin their ears back and it's another bad day for Phillip Rivers who contemplates, uh, retiring to his 42 children after this game. You think they can't stop anybody? You think
2: they can't stop a Tennessee offense that looks horrific? I don't care if you switch the quarterbacks; it's not the quarterback's fault. The play calling is terrible. They run up the middle on first down. They run up the middle on second down. They throw a short pass on third down, short of the sticks, and then they punt the ball. They just punt the ball over and over. There was a a a, a, um, a meme or a GIF or something that was on Twitter going around Twitter this week of an orca like punting a a seal like eighty yard eighty yard feet in the field or something. It's some crazy thing everybody was sharing, and I immediately thought of the Titans' offense because that's all I saw from them over and over. Um, they lead the league in, and the, re- the reason I hate them is because they lead the league in protecting the ball. they they have the best turnover rate in the league on offense, but they're 30th in points per drive. That means they're not giving away stupid takeaways, stupid giveaway, stupid turnovers. But they're not scoring points too. That means you're not having any risk in your offense. Um, I think even the Chargers defense can stop, you know, they, they've had some good players on that defense. I think they can scheme and stop this defense because they, they just hand it to you. Uh, the, the Titans offense just hands it to you. I think the t- Titans defense could give them trouble. They're fourth in points per drive. They faced a lot of poor offenses and maybe you can say the Chargers have a poor offense too, but we do know they have a good quarterback. I'm on team Brinson. with Philip Rivers is a very good quarterback. He might be a Hall of Famer, but when it's all said and what? done. Um. Yeah. Who? Who? I mean, people are going to yes. dog him for not, you know, even getting to a Super Bowl, or or you want to trash him for whatever. But uh, and they'll say other guys in this era were better, whatever. But we'll so we'll see when it comes out. But I think he's a great quarterback. Obviously, I still think, think he still is a good quarterback. Uh, full home field advantage in Titans isn't worth three in in Tennessee. So you're saying these teams have to be equal? I think the Chargers, Rivers makes the defense. They're the better team. Best bet for me, Chargers plus two and a half. I would lean to the under at thirty nine and a half. If if it comes up a little more, I might
0: play it um yeah i think I, I would prefer to have it at like 41 i think 39 is really low but like you said i mean unless the titans i don't think the titans are going to score a ton of points i just think they're going yeah, to win t- by three.
2: three of their last four games they scored seven seven and zero and then they had like one offensive explosion against a terrible atlanta defense where they scored 24 and it was like <laughs> oh open the floodgates 24 points here go the titans who does that say
0: more about the titans or the falcons the falcons their defense yeah, is terrible Tennessee is just a bad football team, 24th overall in DVOA, 10th in defensive DV- DVOA, though, and 29th in offensive DVOA. But you know who else is terrible? The freaking Chargers. Their defense sucks. They can't stop anybody. They're going to run down their throat. We do to, I mean, they're going to pound the ball with Derrick Henry, and the Chargers won't be able to stop them. I'm sorry. That's what's going to happen, and the Titans are going to win. If you just run up the middle
2: every time, anybody can stop you. You, me, Pete, and eight, eight guys from CBS can stop you if we know what's coming.
0: Not the Chargers. The Chargers are trash that's that is really my only argument and you know what the guy who like uh came at me came at my like tweeted my wife after i called the charges pathetic it was ridiculous yeah she was she texted me like she was like who's fat patty i was like what are you talking about (laughs) like oh oh well that this guy so like if you like it's like when somebody leaves a bad review on the podcast like don't don't leave a bad review saying i love this podcast but i hate how they treat the 49ers and then give us one star if what, don't do that. Also, if I say something about your team on Twitter, just call me a, a clown loser. Don't go tweet my wife, man. Yeah, that's that, real- well, that's what's two it's two completely different things. Like, okay, yeah, right, the, just, the podcast not- thing's <laughs> a
2: bad thing. Like, what are you doing coming after Prince's wife? Like, how much of a a terrible scum per. You know, human, piece of human being, do you have to yeah. be to do that to someone just because they're picking against your team? Nobody has anything personal against anybody team. I'm a, I'm a been a Bills fan for forever. I i don't hate the Patriots. I hate that they win so much, but you know, I don't wish ill will on them. I'm not hoping that Tom Brady breaks his leg every single play, uh, as far as you know. But <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I don't want bad things to happen to to these players. Why are you coming after people's wives? I mean, come on, grow up.
0: Also, like, I, I'm the Chargers fan. I'm the guy rooting for the Chargers. You follow me on Twitter, you don't know that. And then this clown's out there, he's like, Ty, put Tyrod Taylor in, might as well. It's like, well, you're, you're a loser. Speaking of the Bills, they are 17 point favorites over the Dolphins. What do you, I mean, what do you do? I don't know. This is the hard, this is a harder game to pick than the 49ers Redskins, I think, because the Bills shouldn't be 17 point favorites, but I mean, I can't take the Dolphins like catching 17 here. I know, I bet you probably will though. Stay
2: away. That's what I'm going to do. You can't lay the points with the Bills. Their offense hasn't, you know, doesn't look anything. This really stinks of that Vikings Bills game where the Bills were were underdogs by 16 and a half, 17, whatever it was. They somehow won the game just because comedy of errors. I mean, you could really see Josh Allen engaging in a comedy of errors at some point and just giving the game to the Dolphins. I wouldn't mm. rule that out. Um, but I'm not going to play the Dolphins because I just can't. You know, I've played them twice in the Super Contest. It's bitten me both times. I'm not going to do it again. My lean would be to the under on 40 and a half. Um, they did have a Spark with Fitzmagic, but he was terrible before that. They, you know that they scored, He I think ten points against Baltimore and zero points the next week, and then he was benched. It's not like he, he's the answer. Um, B- Buffalo second in points allowed. Nobody's top seventeen points against Buffalo. I don't think the Dolphins are going to be the first team to do it. Um, Buffalo's offense is built around rush efficiency. They're eight in, in DVOA um, with the run and 29th ninth in the past. So. Buffalo's played a lot of bad teams and only, only once went over 40. So just because they're playing a bad defense doesn't mean they're going to score a ton of points. Um, so give me the under here at 40 and a half. It's going to be one of those ugly 27-7 games.
0: Yeah, I like the under as well in that spot. I think there's um, – and let's look at uh, – I, I, it's not a real podcast unless I am Googling while we're doing the podcast. Uh, Orchard Park – Ah, oh, it's going to be nice in uh, Orchard Park on Sunday. 63 degrees – we think, I mean, we're taping this on
2: Thursday and weather can change. Like, you know, you have sure. to check that yeah, in the yeah, next couple of days. So
0: so, 72 know. hours away from these games. You don't really know much. Yeah. I think if I was, if you're going to take the dolphins, like I know we heard our boss port talking about taking the dolphins money line. I mean, may, may I, I, you don't do it. Don't do it port. If you sprinkle it, if you want, I guess, um, I, I agree with you. Just take the under. Like the Dolphins are not going to score against this Bills defense. They're just not. I don't care if it's Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzpatrick revenge game or Josh Rosen coming in at halftime. Uh just don't do it. But I do think I do think the under is probably a safe play. Twenty to 27 Something like that. the Dolphins cover, something like that. Yeah. All right. Um Vikings at Lions. You know where I'm going here. Vikings minus one in Detroit over under 45 and a half. Look, um, I'm a little worried that everybody will be on the Vikings because they thrash Philly and they're looking great. And, um, you know, Detroit did look pretty good on Monday night, but it's a short week, heartbreaking situation. They're coming back home. I don't think this is a spot where, uh, the, the Lions necessarily have a great home field advantage. And I don't think this is a game where Kirk Cousins is scared to play a winning team or whatever the, the crap narrative is. Um, the, the Lions defense is much better than it was. Matt Patricia's doing a really good job with it. Again, this team could be in first place in the division. I wish they were. They should have gotten it. They should have got that win against Green Bay. Um, but. Minnesota can run the ball effectively, and I thought we saw that that you can run the ball against Detroit in that Green Bay game. So I like Minnesota to run the ball. I think that will set up more play action for them, and I think they'll push the ball down the field. And that this this Vikings defense is legit, RJ, and I, I don't I don't think Detroit will score on them as easily as they did early on against Green Bay.
2: Yeah, you think you're mad that uh that they got screwed out of that win and that they should be in first place? I have a ticket on them at ten to one to win the division. And I and I demand that the NFL officials reimburse that money and pay me out because that was atrocious in that game. Uh, my lean would be to the Vikings here. My better lean's probably to the under. Under is 25-16-2 in Vikings road games under Zimmer. Both these teams are better on defense. Uh, Detroit's been great passing the ball efficiently, but they don't do it enough. They're ninth in rushing attempts uh, overall, but they're fourth in DVOA passing. So, I mean, why aren't you throwing the ball more just like with Seattle? Uh, Minnesota can run on Detroit's defense, 28th in yards per rush allowed, 17th in DVOA. Minnesota's defense, is sixth in DVOA and points per drive overall. They're well balanced defending both things, so I don't think you can really attack one, one part of their defense or the other. I do think the Lions are underrated, but it's gonna be tough to come back from that. They feel they got screwed and they're ahead. Probably even now, we're recording Thursday night, they're still thinking about how much they got screwed instead of focusing on the task at hand. And that's how you get embarrassed at home. So my lean would be to the Vikings here. I'm gonna think about playing it maybe a little bit more over the, the course, but yeah, the Vikings are also high stock too. Um, so, Probably lean to the Vikings, but I like the under better.
0: I, uh, just to add on to that under call, I like, uh, I like that idea because the, the Lions are actually fifth this season in terms of opponents' red zone scoring and Minnesota is eighth. Um, Minnesota's at 50%, Detroit at 45% in terms of, you know, red zone scoring. Last three games. Minnesota is at, allowing 28.5% in terms of red zone scoring. So that is third in the league. That's really good. And uh, we Denver, know
2: how much uh, the Lions like to kick
0: field goals. We saw that ex, on Monday. Ex, ex, no, exactly. Uh, and then you add in the fact Detroit uh, at 53%, 54% over the last three games. So I would not be surprised at all if this turned into a kick fest. And uh, if that happens, the under looks very good. I, I like that call. I, I'm not going to ride your – did you have that as a best bet? I didn't have it as a best bet. I just had it as a lean. Okay. Oh, my son's doing something in the kitchen, my I son, to by go the way, too
2: crazy with best bets. Cause I knew Pete was going to have 11 of them or whatever he did. So I wanted to give him a chance to catch up.
0: My, uh, my son refused to go in the grocery store today after my wife picked him up at, uh, at school. And he's like, I'm not going in. I'm not going in." She's like, you're going in. She got out of the car, walked around to get him. And he'd like, by the time she got around to the other side of the car, he climbed up to the front seat, taken off his seatbelt, climbed up the front seat and locked the door. And was holding down the lock button. She was like pressing the keyless entry and like could not get him out of the car. It was freaking out. Fortunately, somebody was there who could like watch the car while she ran it. Like somebody she knew from the neighborhood was there. She could run in, ran in, grabbed the stuff, came back out. Um, and then he finally acquiesced and, 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 and let, and she let, he, he took the button, took his hand off the button, let her in. But then she got home and did the same thing. He locked her out of the car when he got home too. He's, uh, he's sort of in the, in the hot seat. Yeah, or in the, the old doghouse with my wife right now.
2: Yeah, he sounds like he would uh, be a perfect if he wants to, you want to make him an official for the, for the, uh, the Packers <laughs> game there. <laughs> he
0: call, <laughs> likes to cause trouble just for no reason. Just pressing buttons for no particular reason. Jaguars at Bengals. Jaguars minus three and a half at Cincinnati. Man, this is, this is a, this line stinks, I think, because the Jaguars are the better team, clearly. Cincinnati's terrible. Um, they're going to be missing their top corners in terms of, uh, Drake Kirkpatrick and William Jackson, Darquez Denard coming off the pop, He's going to be their best guy, but he's their you know, He's really only good in the slot. I think over under 44, that's a low number. Both these teams get hemorrhage points on the, or like yards on the ground. I don't, I want to say that I like the Jaguars here, but it seems way too obvious. Yeah, well, uh,
2: we talked about home field advantage not being as big a deal. Um, you, you would say Jaguars minus three and a half. Wow. If you flip it, are they really nine and a half better in Jacksonville or are they really six and a half better on a, on a neutral? But I don't, like we were saying earlier, I don't think you give three points for home field anyway. Um, I don't think the Jaguars are a great team with what they, they've shown, but we go back to what Pete said earlier about the Jaguars kind of the players turning on Ramsey, wanting that situation resolved. Now he's gone. That has to be a little weight off their chest. Maybe they rally around and play better now. Um, now that they don't have to deal with that situation anymore. Minshew had his worst game of the season against elite defense last year. This is a get-right spot. You can lean on the run against them. Uh, 30 yards per attempt uh, is what Jacksonville is, and they can be able to run all over the Bengals. Uh, Cincy's D is 32nd in yards per attempt allowed, 29th in net yards per pass attempt, 31st in DVOA just ahead of Miami. So, I mean, you're, if your defense is only better than Miami, you don't yeah. have a great defense. Um, Jacksonville is vulnerable against the run, but Cincy isn't running the ball well. You know, I think last week they had eight carries for 10 yards for Mixon or some low number like that um, against a Baltimore defense that isn't great. Um, I think the Jacksonville, Defensive line is the difference maker here. They're going to give that bad since the offensive line all they can handle. I don't know how Dalton succeeds in that sense. Uh, since he had that first good game in Seattle, they almost won and that kind of threw us off their scent. But since then, they've been outgained by their opponents by these yardage numbers. 255 yards the, the week after, 110 yards, 151 yards, 144 yards, and 247 yards. They're not only getting, they're not even coming close to keeping up with these teams. And in a lot of these games, they're behind and they have to catch up. You would figure you'd get a lot of yards in that sense, but they are getting outgained over and over. My only worry, like with the uh, the other game we talked about with San, I think it was San Fran. The public is all over the Jaguars. I think this is a fair line. I think Jacksonville is going to cover three and a half.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, look, the Bengals are 0 six, and they needed a late touchdown to stay within 10 points against Baltimore. They needed two like touchdowns in the last 10 minutes of the game to to cut to come back and like keep it close against Arizona. The Pittsburgh game was humiliating. At her, oh no, that was on the road in Pittsburgh. Excuse me, but I mean still humiliation. Uh, I don't even remember what happened in that Buffalo game, but yeah, I mean like that, they were so down, they were
2: down there and they had to come back, I think. And then Buffalo
0: won it at yeah. the end. That's that Seattle game is messed everybody up out of the gate. That mm-hmm. was like that. That was the week one aberration where everybody's like, oh, since he's better on defense than we think, they can get after the passer.
2: Leonard well, well is- yeah, Part of that is that Seattle, their defensive line was missing a ton of people. They had just traded for Clowney, so he wasn't right. playing 100% of the snaps. He was still learning everything. Anso was still hurt. Um, you know, the uh, Reed was still suspended. So, I mean, they didn't really have anybody to get after Dalton. Dalton could do whatever he wanted. So he sat back there through for what was like 430 yards. All of a sudden, John Breach is making terrible bets on your podcast and thinking <laughs> that Dalton actually can, uh, can light up and break Mahomes' record or whatever that stupid bet was. And, uh, yeah, it was just a thing where it was because Seattle wasn't holding yet and uh they threw us all off the scent. Uh
0: since he giving up 184.5 rush yards per game, five point three yards per carry, both numbers significantly worse than the Miami Dolphins.
2: Right. And okay. in Jack, you know Jack, uh, when Jacksonville struggled lately, it's been what? Carolina? It's been, uh, New Orleans? Those are really good defenses. That's when, yep. where Minshew's gonna have to take into his hands and win some games if he's, if they're gonna win. He doesn't have to do that here. Just run the ball with Fournette. run straight, you're gonna get 150 to 200 rushing yards, and you're gonna run away with this game like 24 to, to three or 31 yep. to 10 or some crazy thing like that.
0: And I think that Jacksonville defense could be a little motivated to throw it in. Ramsey's face this week against a team that stinks on offense. So yeah, I'm I'm with you. I like the Jaguars here. I think I like the under as well. It's come down a couple of points. People might lean over because these teams are bad on defense, but I I think it's a it's a Fournette lock Fournette in every one of my DFS lineups. All right, let's get to our recap. Oh, do we want to do a teaser or we want to recap? Whatever you want to do. You got a teaser? What's your teaser of the week?
2: Um, that's a good question. I don't remember. I I wrote it two days ago. Let me Open the article right Let's here. Let's
0: recap while you look. Um here are Pete Prisco's best bets of the week. He likes the Jets. <laughs> He's got some stankin' dogs. Jets plus nine and a half against New England. I like that one too though. Uh, Redskins plus nine and a half against San Francisco. Oakland plus four and a half at Green Bay. Man, that line is rancid. Atlanta plus three at home versus the Rams. Atlanta over 54 and a half. I told me that we love that one. Arizona over 50 and a half Baltimore, Seattle over 49 and a half and new Orleans plus three and a half at Chicago. He might go eight. No, this week, RJ, yeah, your, your best bets are.
2: I have Arizona plus three at New York. Uh, I have green Bay minus four and a half at home against the Raiders. I like the chargers plus two and a half at Tennessee. I like the saints plus three and a half at Chicago. And I'm going under on new England, New York under 42 and a half and teaser of the week. Texans plus seven and a half at the Colts. I think those teams are close. I don't think either of them is going to win by more than a touchdown. If one does, it's going to be the Texans. And then tease that Patriots game down. Don't really love them at nine and a half. Love them much more at three and a half. Uh, When they've been favored by more than a touchdown on the road since the start of 2016, they failed to win by at least four points just twice in 13 tries. Both of them were those weird Miami games. That includes three games on the road against the Jets where they've won by five, seven, and 14. So even if they're winning by five or
0: seven here, we're still going to cover on this teaser. Mm, I like it. All right. And my best bets of the week are, I got too many flirting with disaster. getting hot. I should have pulled back a little bit. Oh, well. Going head-to-head with RJ. Tennessee minus two and a half against the Chargers. Minnesota minus one at the Lions. Philly catching two and a half at Dallas. New York, the Jets plus nine and a half on Monday against the Patriots. The Saints plus three and a half at Chicago. The Arizona over, San Francisco under, and the Tennessee Chargers under as well. So little, I don't know if that's even correlated, but I like that that under. Um, if I had to do a, uh, can I do a seven point two game teaser. Sure, sure, you can do whatever you want, Will. Um, this would be a hundred. If you risk a hundred, it would pay seventy six ninety two. Give me the Patriots minus three. And the 49ers minus two and a half, and you can probably make to get the Patriots to two and a half as well. I, I think that's a great. I like that teaser where you get the Patriots and the 49ers to two and a half each. Two road teams, but the huge lines is that insane?
2: Yeah, no, nobody's ever gone around taking the last two undefeated teams to both win by small margins. So we'll see you're how sorry, that happens. Being sarcastic, you're being sarcastic. <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. Like okay. San Fran, San Fran's got to lose at some point. Patriots aren't going to go 16 and 0, so. So, I don't know. Just kind of it seems to be tempting fate to season, but you would think that that's going to cover. Like, I, w- I really like playing that just in a bubble. Just, I don't know. It's just one of these times. And gonna, it does. San Fran's going to lose a, a game they shouldn't They shouldn't lose,
0: you know? It does feel a little obvious. And plus, like, Pete's got the other side with the points. So, yeah, maybe not. Um, you know what I'll do instead? I will, uh, I'll just pass on there and I'll just tell you about our parlay. I'll post it to You, you can read my best bets on, on the uh, website too. And you can, um, if you want, you can see, we'll have a teaser and a parlay post up there as well. Uh, parlay redskins under 41 and a half, Rams over 54 and a half, Cardinals over 50 and a half. And we also have the Saints plus three and a half. That is the D and D pick six podcast parlay of the week. Bet it, put like, you know, 10 bucks on it. Tweet us your pictures of your uh, tickets and we'll all dance when it finally hits, uh, in week seven. RJ. Fun as always, buddy. We'll uh, talk next week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
2: I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better